with all the madness going on in our world and the abandoning of Afghanistan, how do we respond to things like that? And how do we pray for our brothers and sisters who are over there? We'll discuss that and more The Theological Patriot. If you've been watching the news for the last week or two, you've seen how quickly Afghanistan went from being relatively stable with having a leader, the U.S. not losing a troop in 18 months, our presence there, a couple thousand soldiers, to our pullout and the utter collapse in 11 days of the nation of Afghanistan to the Taliban. This is an utter failure in leadership in every single aspect that you can imagine. And as you watch the news, you see how there are thousands upon thousands of Americans that are still trying to get to the airport to try to get out, to try to come home. And you see there are thousands upon thousands of people who have helped us that are still stranded that are trying to get to the airport to get somewhere to try to save themselves from the horrors that are going to come with the Taliban being in power. And one of the most heartbreaking videos that I have seen is that of mothers handing over their children over over the wall at the airport to American soldiers to try to save them. Seeing that sacrificial picture of if I can't be safe at least my child will be and that love that they have for their children that they're willing to give them up and knowing that they may never see them again but whatever life that those soldiers can give is better than being under the rule of the Taliban. And as I watch that, it's 
absolutely heartbreaking to see someone having to give up their child and having a four-year-old and a two-month-old it was so difficult to see those videos and I can't even imagine even having to do that and hearkening back to World War One, World War Two, where there were families that were sending their children off to somebody else, to possibly somebody that they didn't even know, to try to keep them safe and away from the fighting. But this is something that we don't see all the time and it is absolutely heartbreaking to see this but as i as i was watching that as i was I was watching those videos i'm reminded what about the christians What about our brothers and sisters that are now under the rule of the Taliban who will cut you down without a second thought, who will ask you if you are a Christian, and if you say yes, game over. You will either be killed on the spot, you will either be beheaded, you will be shot, or not too long ago, there was a video of Christians that were put in cages, and those cages were set on fire. But those images were not that long ago. But in our world where things trend and then within a day or two, they're gone. It was a long time ago. But when we when we look at those, when we remember those images... When, we're, when we hear about those videos, when we hear about what our brothers and sisters are having to go through, where they're still, there are some that are willing to meet together, knowing at any minute the Taliban could break in and kill every single one of them without a second thought. And to look at that and to know that, and then to look at our American Christianity and how people may not be willing to meet together because somebody doesn't want to wear a mask or somebody doesn't want to get a vaccine that has 
little to no real side effects that has that the research has been around for years and years and because of all the red tape that president trump cut through it was able to be out and all that but that is another discussion it just shows how petty that we are as americans and how in a sense pathetic we are as american christians that we don't want to meet together because one maybe the government says well we've got to we've got to shut down churches because of because of this virus or people are people don't want to meet together because they're scared because whatever what we have a wide variety of pathetic reasons that we don't want to meet together that when you compare that to our brothers and sisters around the world in china in india in afghanistan in africa who will meet together even if it is underground even if it costs them their lives it shows how soft that we are that it must grieve the lord to look at our churches and to see how easy that it is for people to not want to meet together. That I would dare ask how many Christians in America would still be willing to go to church if there was a government official standing at the door with a clipboard that said, what is your social security number? What's your address? Okay, thank you. And then you got a ticket later that week because you went to church. Or you have the threat of, if you go to church, the government's going to raise your taxes. Or the government will put you in prison for an undetermined amount of time if you go to church. How many American Christians would still be willing to go and darken the door of a church? Or would we cower in fear? How many of us would be bold enough to stand up and still go to church? knowing the cost, knowing that it could cost us our jobs, it could cost us our comforts, it could cost us our money, it could cost us our freedoms. How many of us would be willing to do that? I watched a documentary in Red some articles on the church in China and there was a apartment building a condo complex where there were two churches that were meeting together they were five floors apart in the exact same building and for years 
they didn't even know the other existed. Because they knew if they were caught, if there was, if there were neighbors that heard them, that they could be killed, they could be thrown in prison. And when they found out about each other, the joy that they that I saw in those brothers and sisters was infectious. To see them being willing to meet together and being willing to be to I mean it it, it shows the secrecy that they have to go to to be able to meet together to be a couple floors apart and to not know that there are other believers within the same building shows how hard that it is to be a church in China. And as Afghanistan falls into madness, how brothers and sisters could be killed at any moment at the whim of the Taliban just because you're a Christian, because you don't want to follow Sharia law. And to look at the tiny, frankly stupid spats that we have as Americans is pathetic. It shows the truth in the old saying that hard times produce strong men. Strong men produce good times. And good times produce weak men. And weak men produce hard times. We are in the weak man time in American Christianity where people aren't willing to do the difficult things. People don't want to dig deep into theology because it's hard, because they don't have time. They don't want to come to church because they may miss their kid's soccer game or their kid may play on on a Sunday and they're, the parents aren't willing to not have their child in this specific league because they could be the next, they could be the ne- the next Messi, they could be the next Ronaldo. That we put so many things above church that have no significance to people's lives in the long run. That we are in the weak man part of American Christianity, that we can look through our history and we see the strong men. We see the Jonathan Edwards. We see the George Whitfields. We see these strong men that were challenging their people. We see the first and second great awakenings 
where the gospel spread like wildfire. And because of those men and their blood, sweat, and tears, we had good times. We've had good times for a while. And those good times have led to weak men and women within the church. And we're getting ready to have some difficult times. We may think that our brothers and sisters around the world aren't aren't common. But in reality, what we have in America is not common throughout church history. And there will come a day when it will cost you something to go to church. And my prayer for us, my prayer for each of you, is that you would be willing to stand for Christ no matter what it cost. My name is Jeff Rubidoux, and I am the Theological Patriot.